Hello and welcome to the program, a UFO warning. Today's topic, Tic Tac UFO Fact Sheet. That's correct, Tic Tac UFO Fact Sheet. Of course, what we're talking about is that famous Navy fighter pilot video of what has been described as the Tic Tac video. There's been so much uh, printed about this, so much video, so much uh, documentary on it, and we've talked about it on the podcast, but I think it's important to establish a baseline of facts, a fact sheet, if you will, where we can go back and see exactly when it happened, what happened, where it happened, and who the witness was. So I I put some links uh, at the Twitter account. You can get there, of course, by going to UFO Warning at Twitter, or finding us by going to uh, at warning sub UFO. While you're there, go ahead and do a follow back. I put the links, and the first link is a short, about a five and a half minute interview, I think, maybe six minutes, done with David Fravor, who was the main pilot here, who has done so many of the uh, History Channel documentaries. I did the interview with Joe Rogan, Rogan, has come out and spoken a lot about what he saw that day. And if we start from this short video that he did, we can really get uh, a clear, concise understanding of exactly what happened that day. And I think some important information that has kind of been lost in all of this. Now, I also have a picture there of the of the type of aircraft that that uh, the, that uh, Captain Raver was flying in. Uh, this F A eighteen Hornet. Of course, this is back in two thousand four. And something else I put in there was a picture of a 2004 state-of-the-art cell phone. And, of course, it was nothing like the cell phones you carry around today. didn't have the high-speed Internet connection. Uh, your Internet connection was pretty limited. You sure weren't watching YouTube videos on it. And the technology that we're talking about in 2004 was substantially behind what we have today. And that's why I think it's so important to consider what those... Uh, Navy uh, seamen actually saw in that radar room that day. It goes to show you how advanced the U.S. military actually is and the kind of stuff that they have at their disposal. Now, if we start at the beginning of that interview, the first thing that we find out is the exact date. And for the Tic Tac video, that date is November 14th, 2004. That's when it happened. November 14th. 2004. That is the date of the Tic Tac UFO video. 16 years ago. Now, where it happened was approximately 100 miles southwest of San Diego. Right there with the U.S. Nimitz Carrier Strike Group. And specifically, we'll get to the exact point where they saw the UFO from the airplanes. Now, there, the two uh, the pilots that were, that were involved were attached to this USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group, which was approximately 100 miles southwest of San Diego. The commander is David Fravor, and he has what's called a wingman pilot who sits behind him in the back seat of that fighter jet that he's in. All right, so you have four individuals involved and two planes. Now, David Fravor, the guy that has kind of been the center of attention of this whole thing, he was the commander of the Strike Fighter Squadron 41, known as the Black Aces. It says he was flying an FA-18 Super Hornet, and he says it was brand new. Now I checked, and the top speed on one of these FA-18 Hornets is 1,300 mile an hour. It's 
8 Mach, almost twice the speed of sound. They're fantastic machines. He says, Fravor says in the interview that they were on an air defense exercise. He says there were two good guys and two bad guys. So you have four uh, fighter jets, or jets involved, and you have two pilots in each one. So you have eight, eight people. He says that they were flying 60 to 70 miles off the coast in the gap between San Diego and Ensenada. Now, I've got a link to a Google map there. You can look at it. And uh, you there you see uh, San Diego, and then just down the coast about 60, 70 miles is Ensenada, Mexico, along the Baja there. They're off the coast, right there off that Pacific coast. Now, we know that that area is a hot spot for not only UFO activity, but also for USO activity. Underwater unidentified submersible objects. He goes on, he says, the control ship, Princeton, notifies that training is suspended and they are going to to real-world tasking. So we've got uh, all four of these planes, the two good guys, the two bad guys, have left the aircraft carrier Nimitz to do their uh, defense exercise, and suddenly, while they're flying along, they've all they're all four getting ready to assume their positions to, to go through these exercises. They are contacted by what he calls a control ship, this uh, Princeton, which ha- apparently has all the radar on it, and told that they are transitioning from a exercise to a real world task. In other words. The control ship Princeton has spotted the UFO, and they want these guys to go check it out. Now he points out they point out in the in the in the little short five minute documentary here that the Aegis radar on the Princeton can track an object the size of a baseball at eighty thousand feet. Imagine that. I think the average jetliners maybe going around forty thousand feet, thirty five thousand feet. This radar on the Navy ship can track something the size of a baseball at 80,000 feet. Fravor says that he and his weapons officer see a disturbance in the water that looks like a plane crash or submerging submarine. Now, this is what I thought I found interesting, and I've seen it sometimes before, but it's kind of an overlooked fact. So we have the four. The four planes are headed out to do their exercises. Fravor, of course, is the commanding officer. He's the guy in charge. So they get the word from the Princeton that they're transitioning from an exercise mode to a real-world task. Boom. They're on the lookout for the UFO. They go and search. And as they're searching, they uh, are trying to do a visual search because the thing's not above them. They, They know this thing is at a low level, and they look down, and at first, his weapons guy behind him, the guy in the back seat of this fighter plane, fighter bomber plane, I guess maybe you call it, the F-18, he says to him, um, hey, do you see that? And they look down and he says he sees what looks like a disturbance in the water, which it could either maybe have been an, uh, an aircraft crash, which let the bubbles come up, or it could be a submarine submerging. Okay, so that's... That is the target area right there. They're looking down. They're seeing this disturbance in the water, and it's not a natural occurring thing. It's like there's a submarine down there. That's what it looks like that's descending in the water and leaving these bubbles percolating to the top. 
Favor in his weapons officer see a disturbance in the water that looks like a plane crash or submarine. Weapon, the weapons officer then asks Fervor, do you see? Then Fervor notices the tic-tac. So first they notice the disturbance in the water, okay, this large area of disturbed water, and then Fervor sees the UFO, the Tic Tac. Fervor says it's white, it has no wings, it has no rotors. It also says that both pilots were shocked and surprised. He and his uh, wingman behind him were both surprised at this thing. They said contact was made, so when they see this thing, Contact was made 30 miles off the coast of Ensenada, Mexico, and 70 miles south of the U.S.-Mexico border. So we have this thing, it's 30 miles out to sea, and it's 70 miles south of the U.S. border. And there it is, right in the general vicinity of this Nimitz battle group. It says, at first the craft stayed close to the water, moving like a ping-pong ball that had been thrown against the wall. So that's the strange thing. He looks down, he sees this UFO, and he sees he sees this tic-tac-shaped UFO bouncing back and forth above the water, just zigging around there. He said it moved like a ping-pong ball. In other words, it's just erratic. First one direction, then the other. But it's staying in this confined area. You have to wonder, there, there has to be some kind of connection here between this UFO and that uh, unnatural disturbance there in the water. You really have to wonder if there wasn't perhaps some sort of mothership down below the water this thing's trying to make contact with, or perhaps it's somehow drive, driving energy uh, out of the sea itself, and that's what's causing this disturbance. But we know we've got plenty of, of accounts where these USOs come up out of the water and either release uh you know, smaller craft, or they just simply come up out of the water and take off. And it goes on here, he says, At first the craft stayed close to the water, moving like a ping-pong ball that had been thrown against the wall. Both hornets begin to circle above the UFO, while the UFO continues to move erratically around the disturbance in the water. So, what he describes is, is that uh, they're you know, sounds like they're still several thousand feet above sea level, and him and the other pilot behind him, the two good guys, I suppose, they begin to circle as they make to make a like a, a, a counterclockwise circle around overhead and visually observe the UFO. Now he says both hornets both hornets begin to circle above the UFO. The UFO continues to move erratically around. Below them, right along the surface of the water, it, around this disturbance. Then it says, Fervor flies down toward the UFO to investigate. At that point, he says, the UFO mirrored him and headed upward toward his plane. Now think about this. Fervor and the other pilot are circling above this UFO. The UFO itself is moving erratically in this confined area around this uh, unexplained disturbance in the ocean. So Fervor's curious. He points his plane down, heads down toward the UFO. As he's headed down toward the UFO, the UFO basically turns around and faces him and heads toward him. He says it made him a little scared. This thing was headed right toward him and he didn't know what it was. It says Fervor flies down to the 
UFO to investigate. At that point, the UFO mirrored fervor and headed upward toward his plane. The UFO goes from hover toward altitude of fervor. Fervor says there was a bit of fear because, quote, you are dealing with something that you have no idea what it is. Well, of course that would be fear-inducing. I mean, they've just discovered this strange uh, UFO dancing around near the surface of the ocean. And not just the surface of the ocean, but some very bizarre uh, disturbance, they call it. They're at, at the sea, which is continuing this whole time. And when they go down to investigate the UFO, it races up toward them. It says, Fervor says the UFO was reacting to what they were doing. It said it rapidly accelerates beyond anything he had ever seen. So here he is. It sounds like he was several thousand feet above the sea. The UFO is at sea level, uh, moving around like a ping pong, as he describes it. As fervor begins to come down toward the UFO, the UFO turns around, faces fervor, then zooms toward him head on. Head on. In fact, he said the UFO crosses the nose of the jet and it's gone. In other words, this thing came straight at him, almost like it was going to hit him head on, and then just flew right in front of him across the nose of the jet. High rate of speed. And then it disappeared. They couldn't see it. At that time, Fervor says both jets began to return to a prearranged point. That's when the control ship Princeton informs Fervor that that thing is at his cap point 60 miles away. So he says cap point. I assume that means that's where he was going to meet up with the other two planes. It says this meant the UFO had hit speeds of 3,700 miles an hour. Because it had, got, had traveled that entire distance in less than a minute. So we find out that this thing had traveled at speeds of up to 3,700 miles an hour. He says the next flight took off. They had a target with a they had they they had a targeting pod with an infrared camera. Now this is the crew that actually took the video of the uh, Tic Tac, and we'll get into that in a second podcast. We can break this down a little bit further, but I want you to understand what those first moments involved in the sighting of this fa- famous or infamous. UFO known as Tic Tac. You have Captain David Fravor going out there with three other planes. They take off from the USS Nimitz as part of this battle group. They're training out there 100 miles uh, off the coast of San Diego. While they're headed toward their training exercise area, they get a call from their Princeton, that's their radar ship, or he calls it the control ship, that informs them that they are transitioning from a exercise to a real-world task. At that point, they go looking for the UFO. Fervor and his wingman, his wingman actually is the first one to notice this disturbance at, on the uh, ocean uh, on the ocean uh, waves there. If they think maybe it's either a submarine surfacing or a plane crash. That tells you there's a lot of bubbles coming up. But this is a sustained event that occurs. The next thing, Fervor is actually the first one to spot the UFO itself. He describes it as a ping pong moving off the wall over the top of this uh, disturbance in the water. 
So they observe the UFO, they see it confined there at a very low altitude, just above the water, just above this disturbance, zigzagging back and forth at high speed. They, they bring the other plane in with them. Now two of the four planes are involved at this point. Those two planes, those two F-18 Hornets, begin to circle. They begin to, they begin to observe a circle pattern above the UFO at altitude. At that point, Fervor decides to go down and investigate. He points his plane down, heads down toward the ocean uh, surface. And as he does this, what happens? But that UFO turns around. He says it mirrors him. It faces him. He talks about how it interacts with him. And they say in the docu- in this little five-minute uh, header for the documentary, this thing was interacting with them. At first it was doing its own thing, but now when they come toward it, it comes towards them. And what does it do? It rises up from the uh, ocean surface where it had just been hovering, hovering about, maybe zigzagging about a bit, and boom, flies past them at an incredible rate of speed just in front of the nose of their aircraft. So fast they lose track of it. It disappears. And then what happens? About a minute later, he gets another uh, call from the control ship, Princeton. Tells him, hey, this thing's 60 miles away in less than a minute. It has had to have hit speeds of 3,700 miles in order to have gotten there. At that point, they come back to the Princeton. Or they come back to the Nimitz, rather. They land their planes, and another pilot goes up. This time, they have a heat-seeking uh, flare video on, on board, and they're able to, to, to find this thing and create that famous video that we've all seen online. And we'll get into that part of the story uh, in our next podcast, perhaps. Now, until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.